Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Warning, this podcast may contain some strong language, spoilers for the Channel 4 show Hunted and Celebrity Hunted, and at some point, a dog. Hide and Seek was a childhood classic, but could you face the game as an adult with £100,000 on the line? Could you stay underground and go undetected as a team of expert hunters follow your every move? Hello Chief, how you doing? Alright, thank you. More importantly, how are you doing? Uh, we're alright, we like a challenge. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Out, out, out. Up to seven persons. Seven persons, one, eight. Short of jumping into the canal, their options are reasonably limited. And we also think they may have had a bit too much to drink last night. It's a BMW, Ben. We have got live telematics on the vehicle. You fucking beauty. Curtains drawn. Why are they drawn at this time of day? There's movement, yeah, concern movement. There is, there is movement in the property. Hunter team, open the door, please. Surrounded. My name's Craig. And I'm Nat. Recently, we discovered Hunted and are now obsessed. But like with every obsessive TV show we watch, we're left with unanswered questions. Like, does Sarah Kibble have shares in a motor dealership? Seriously, how many vehicles did she get access to? Would she have swapped... £50,000 for a lifetime supply of onion rings. She never stopped eating them. Did the ground hunters need new pants after running around Scarefest? And did the big adventure make her Sarah again? This is the story of reigning champ Sarah Kibble. And this is the Hunted Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Hunted Podcast. It's quickly becoming the Jordan Podcast. Better late than ever. Correct. Thank you. Always sort of two weeks behind everybody else. <laughs> 
we apologise. We're sorry. We're sorry. When we first set out to do this, we did intend to sort of do it week after week. Mm-hmm. And then sort of life got in the way. So we've reached episode number 10 now. Woo! Never thought we'd do that when we first started, <laughs> to be honest. Um, we've done quite a lot of things. We've had a couple of fugitive reviews. We've had a couple of interviews. And we've yeah. had some topical shows suggested by you as well. So... This is going to be the last episode that we do for a while, isn't it? Yep, last of the series. We're calling it the last of the series, um, and then we're going to take a break so we can work on some new content for series three. Why series three? Well, there's a very good reason for that, because we know that Celebrity Hunted is just around the corner now. So the next time we come back will be for Celebrity Hunted, and we're going to do it in a very different way. We're going to watch the episode and we're going to do reviews of said episode. But they're not going to be like reviews that you've heard before Mm -mm. because it will be the first time that we sit down and talk about Hunted, even though we're going to be watching it in the same room next to each other at the same time. The first time we will allow ourselves to talk about the episodes and what has happened is on this podcast. Yeah, so we won't discuss anything until we are sat doing this we have agreed that we're going to buy a notepad each <laughs> mainly so we can buy new stationery and at the break of each show we will sit and scribble down notes but we are mm-hmm. not allowed to talk to each other nope what a way this is to get some peace and quiet for an hour by the way <laughs> expert move by me and then we're going to come straight in here and we're going to talk we're going to hit record and just talk about hunted and we're going to set a time limit of 45 minutes aren't we yep and that's it everything we want to talk we've got 45 minutes to talk about it and that's it then we will record an intro because we'll be able to like talk about what's happened and sort of do the intro edit it all together and then we'll put it out for you um probably the following day because by the time we've done all the intro stuff it will be bearing in mind that hunted will probably be on at nine 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 o'clock on a friday night we won't finish recording it till gone ten yeah, it'll be out the Sunday. So, yeah, <laughs> as our, our, our usual day. Uh, but we'll get it out as quickly as we can for you. And that's the way we're going to do it. So it will be pure, raw reaction. Mm-hmm. We won't know what each other has picked up on. So we won't know whether we will agree on stuff or things like that. So it could potentially get quite heated and things like that. We will do, if we find out who the, the pairings are, which we should do. Yes, we will do. We will do a mini sort of episode reviewing um, the fugitives. We know who two of the pairs are so far. We do. We know that there are the Speakmans. That's the right, right, right name, isn't it? I have a question. Yeah. In fact, I have all the questions. Correct. Who are the Speakmans? Um, they're those people off this morning who, um, hypnotise you to get over your fears. You are a good. You are a. You are a good ground hunter. You can <laughs> arrive on time. Jordan. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> so we've got them, um, and then Ed Gamble and James Acaster. Taskmaster Legends. Taskmaster Legends. And of course, off menu podcasters and all of that stuff yeah. in between as well. Sorry, Speakmans, I don't watch daytime TV. <laughs> I'm when, when I'm working, even when I'm working from home, I usually have music on in the background or the radio. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, yeah we we'll, know about them. Yeah, and we'll review the other two pairs. Because it is, it's usually four pairs when it mm. was the celebrity version, unless it's series one when they couldn't find anybody to partner Annika Rice. Poor Annika. Poor Annika. So that's how we're going to do it. So this will be the last episode of series one. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, then we'll we'll have a break, work on some new new content and stuff for series three. And then series two of the Hunt podcast will be reviewing 
um, the fugitive yep. in series one. It could pot- I just thought it could potentially actually be series four by the time we get to normal episodes again because usually the main series follows. Yeah. So we'll you know we'll see, but we'll play it by ear and something will happen. Things change, you know. We're saying this now. Yeah. Who knows what might happen? But we can guarantee you one thing. What's that? Christmas special. Christmas. Yes, uh, we are going to do you a Christmas special. A lot of people have asked for this on social media. Um, for those that don't know, the producers of Hunted also did a Sky One spin-off called The Heist or The Million Pound Heist or whatever it Something was. Something about that. Something about nicking a million pounds yep. or whatever. Um, strange show. We actually watched it before we discovered Hunted. Um, and there are a few crossovers as well. So we, our Christmas special this year will be at least one episode on that, possibly two. Yep. We're not going to say anything else nope. for now. Um, but yeah, that'll be out during Christmas time possibly christmas day because it's a sunday i was it reliably is. informed this year yes so there you go right shall we delve into uh this week's episode then the final episode of series one mm-hmm. the one which people have been waiting for for an eternity talking about everybody's favorite the reigning champ sarah kibbs kibble <laughs> tell us all about our fugitive okay so sarah ex-military now works for the police. Sarah was obviously on her own, doing things just her. Um, she has two children, um, I think who play a big part in her wanting to do this, but also her being a mum and feeling maybe like she's lost her actual self also plays a big part in her wanting to do it. Yes, and I think that's a huge narrative throughout the entirety of the series is her desire to go from being mum to being Sarah yeah. again. And I think that plays a huge part in her motivation for obviously signing up mm-hmm. and for, for getting through it. And of course, it does play a big moment in the series when she goes to see her kids at football training and, well, it, it appears like she nearly gets caught, but actually she's she, they're the miles behind. and They're nowhere near her. I think it was the chief that said, and a lot of actually the, the people said, um, the, the hunters said throughout it all, that she was their most formidable fugitive yeah. yet. And when you strip it back, she potentially could be the first ever fugitive and I'd love to see this, actually. This is an idea for the producers. I'll let you claim it as your own. <laughs> um, she could go on to be a hunter in the future. She's got the skill set to do it. She's ex-military. Yep. She's currently a serving police officer as well. She knows the show inside out. So who better to go from one side of the fence to the other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she'd make a good hunter. She knows where people hide she knew where to hide she knew what to do so i think she'd be good and it says a lot doesn't it as well about you know the fact that they didn't get a trace of her until they were given her location when she got the extraction point details and until i mean in terms of um, them finding out where she, yeah. she was because the only other time that she, they had a vague idea was when uh, when she went to see her kids yeah but also when she called them out yeah on social media for scarefest yeah there was only a few points where they knew sort of knew where she was but they were always behind or she was too clever for them 
Mm. Yeah, she she was always two steps ahead, it seemed. Um, let's have a little look at what some of the uh, the hunters and some people have said uh, about Sarah then during the uh, during the course of the episode. Of course, we've rewatched series six, and by rewatch series six, I mean put it on the telly and scan through it until it's any Sarah bits yep. and then press play. Yep. Um, we've done that between us. I've watched some episodes. You've watched some episodes. Mm-hmm. You've made all the notes. Why Thanks. am I still talking? Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, well, there's something... Yeah. So the hunters have hunters said quite a few things about Sarah. I think one of the, one of the ones that sticks out for me um, is that they didn't want to get beaten by one of their own um so because obviously sarah's got the same background as them they didn't want her to beat them she's one of their own she didn't they didn't want her to beat them um mark in the office called sarah infamous at one point um any more for any more i mean not about Sarah. I've got I've got a Lisa quote. Of course, yeah, I love a Lisa quote. I've got a Lisa quote. I apologise to our followers on social media because I started doing Thika Thursday and then sort of life got in the way again. So I'll have to start that up. <laughs> I love a Lisa quote. I've got a Lisa, Lisa quote. quote. My Lisa quote is complete and utter clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I went back over that little bit about three or four times to get it word perfect. But yeah, complete and utter clusterfuck. What a quote that is from her. I feel like I might start using that at work. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. (laughs) I think it's a very, very valid point. So, very valid point. Right, let's get into it then. Let's talk about why we actually like Sarah. So, again, we didn't watch Series 6. Spoiler alert for you. When we first started it, Series 6 was probably on the telly when we first got into Hunted. I think it was... Yes, it was, because it was them at Carlisle... And on I, Gogglebox. Wa- I wanted to find out, yeah, yeah, on Gogglebox. So, yes, but we didn't dive in at Series 6. We went all the way back to the start. We did. So we sort of were aware of Sarah winning it, and we knew. Mm-hmm. And then we just did a little bit of an Instagram dive, and we discovered her Instagram. And we found a video, and I'm sure she won't mind us sharing this um, on the podcast. Yep. And we hope to get Sarah on in the future as we well. We do. We are trying to arrange it. Obviously, we've all got very busy lives. She's got two boys. Um, she's got a, a part-time job as well. We've got lives as well. Yep. We're also in the middle of something very big in our own personal we lives are. at the moment. Not what you're thinking. Get that out of your head right now. <laughs> that ain't happening. Nya. No. Um, but we fell in love with Sarah pretty much we did, immediately. We did, yeah. After we saw this video, we are going to play it in a second. This is what the blurb says. This is brilliant. This is the first time, by the way, that we've ever had proper, proper in-depth behind the scenes. Um, And this is what Mm -hmm. made us want to start the podcast. Sarah, this podcast is down to this video. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with the application process. As well as a written application form, they also ask for a video to be attached. This was mine, full of cold, in my jammies, and a little bit... A lot full of cringe. After sending mine in, I searched for previous application videos on YouTube. And when watching them, I had so much regret on mine, as theirs had so much effort and computer wizardry thrown in. However, I did still get a call back. And when I did, a wonderful lady called Ellie told me that it's unnecessary and that all they want is the real you. Wait, wait. 
our Ellie, is no, it? No, no, I don't. I don't oh. I'm sure she would have told us if it was. I'd hope so. Anyway, yeah. sorry, carry on. <laughs> so if thinking of applying in the future, you don't, you don't know what the show is looking for. They accept so many different personalities, people with many different life experiences. So just be you. Hi, I'm Sarah Kibble. I'm 33 years old and I'm currently a part-time serving police officer for Suffolk Constabulary. Um, I am desperate to be on the show. My little boy is desperate for me to be on the show. We watch it together most nights on catch-up, obviously. Um, And he's always saying that he thinks I'd be brilliant at it. So every time I've checked to see if there's an application has been closed up until now. So even though I'm ill currently, really not feeling great, I thought, let's just get it done. I'm excited, let's get it done. And I can't wait for him to get home from school and for me to tell him that mummy's applied to be on it. So fingers crossed you get and like my application and allow me to take part. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm determined. I'm physically strong, not today, because I'm full of cold and, as I said, not feeling particularly great. But normally I'm of well health and mentally I'm strong, so I just hope that I've got what it takes to make it all the way to the end. And as difficult as I'm aware it will be, especially not seeing my boys each day, um, it's a challenge and I would be doing it for them ultimately. So that will hopefully spur me on even more. So yeah, hopefully, as I said, you like my application and make contact and I shall look forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, hang on, what's that? Oh, shh, give it up. It's the hunters, gotta get and that is why Sarah Kimmel got on Hunters. That little, the little bit at the end, absolute genius. But it, it just shows us straight away, straight to the point. No yep. messing about, nothing fancy. I am this person. I'm a mum. I want to do it for me. Yep. And you can see why she did. But that sort of piqued our intrigue, didn't it? it? Did. And we, want, we wanted to sort of find out a little bit more about her. And if you go and follow her instagram there are lots of sort of behind the scenes thing now we could go through post by post and sort of have a little look you know and do our review that way but we wanted to sort of keep it the way we did yeah the one from from two weeks ago um sarah underscore kibble underscore hunted on instagram lots of stuff on there and she's very chatty as well she always comments back and replies she and does. sends dms and stuff as well there's lots of great stuff uh, on there as well lots of behind the scenes as well um and there's some questions that she's uh, that have been asked as well so i'm going to dive into a, a couple of the questions do you want to do the same do you want to Ooh, okay. uh, you know participate in that as well i'll go for the first one scroll all the way through a, a thing and uh, we'll, we'll pick up on stuff so um interesting behind the scenes stuff as well um somebody basically messaged her and asked, asked her the question um, and then she said feel free to fire in any other questions as people did what month did the run start and she put Day one started on Saturday, the 2nd of October, 2021, which is, of course, is a massive difference to uh, previous years because they'd all been done in the summer months. They for, had, yes. For sort of staying outside longer, having natural light, being a little bit warmer. And that was perhaps why she managed to um, smash Scarefest as well. Any others? Uh, let me just scroll. Um, so there was another one of... Is it all set up, rigged? Um, and Sarah says, no. Um, the producers are completely separate to the hunters and have no involvement with their investigations. 
In the middle, there is an independent referee who will oversee both sides and who ensures that every fugitive team are given the equal opportunity to make it to the end. Um, there's a potential of winning £100,000 and therefore production cannot and legally would not jeopardise anyone's chances of winning. Unless you're a camera crew with uh, the Brothers Swing and you've got the other camera crew coming in and singing for them to get out. Hashtag stewards inquiry, please. Uh, another one, I think this is a big one for the series and then we'll delve back into our yep. notes. Um, how come every vehicle the fugitives got into already had a COVID screen in place? Yep. The screens literally took about 30 seconds to put in, in the car. Perspex screen, two cable ties and voila. Uh, and she's put... Um, if I was using a friend's vehicle and we weren't on um, we weren't on the hurry up, the screen could have put in could have been put in the car hours in advance. When getting into a stranger's vehicle or taxis as in Newcastle, then before getting in, one of the crew whips in pronto. There isn't really much more to it than uh, other than it would have been pretty repetitive and boring if the viewers watched it being done uh, during the show each time. And I guess at the time it was being filmed as well, it was you know you were still back out of. Uh, the pandemic and there were still a, a few sort of questions in yeah. there and it will frustrate me if, if it's there in, in this forthcoming series yeah a little bit but it's going to be i think we've got to be prepared for that right let's go to the start let's go to extraction and this is her next post on instagram uh, and then we'll delve into our okay. notes of it um we arrive at the isle of wight and i quickly realize why we were allowed to take a spare pair of shoes <laughs> There was no other option other than exiting the boat into the water in order to start our individual journeys. But this is a the but this is the exact moment that realization of the task I had set set myself sunk in. I was now completely on my own, and I was a fugitive on the run for Channel Force Hunted. As I was running off the boat, heading to the tree line, I then became one hundred percent focused and determined to make my family proud, and the fight in me took. Uh, overtook of every other emotion i had been feeling i had what we called in the army pma a positive mental attitude and i became committed to staying that way all the way to the end and then her journey all the way through uh, continues and of course uh i have to follow this little one i'm gonna sh i'm gonna play it for you now the clip from the show and whether it's gonna oh now i need to fade this up don't that helps and uh to fool the hunters, police officer Sarah is changing her appearance before boarding the catamaran to Portsmouth. Ladies, can I be your friend? <laughs> Ladies, can I be your friend? <laughs> I liked be, that. And to be fair, you wouldn't say no, would you? No. You would not say no. no. I think a big part of her journey is straight away... You know, you see everybody at an extraction, don't you? Sort of get off, be a little bit like, oh, where are we? What are yeah. we doing? Trying to figure out what they've got to do. And Sarah, like she says in the post, is just bang, I'm in straight away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she's straight into it. She's not hanging around. She runs straight away. She's one of the fastest. She's running, she's hidden. She's not panicking when she gets to... Does she go on, a, on the foot boat, I think? She's not one of the hovercraft ones. No, she, but I think yeah. she's on the footboat. Yeah. Um, and she's straight in with, right, I need to blend in. Ladies, can I be your friend? There's no panic. She's calm. She knows what she needs to do. And she's straight in there, does it, gets over. And they've got no idea that 
until they review that footage because they're too busy focusing on the ones on the hovercraft she gets across and she's gone and her motivation um and her motivational quote i think we need to get this on a t-shirt somewhere and sarah you've missed a trick in not doing this bullshit baffles brains yeah yeah brilliant quote and it and it does because well it's one little thing it's away she goes and then we're off we don't see her no no she's gone it's you know we see little clips of her pop up but she disappears for a good chunk of time and they've got no idea where she is what they needed to do they needed to look at uh, vehicle dealerships <laughs> we said it in the intro i have no idea yeah, this is why I don't want to go through her Instagram because she might answer this question. Yeah. I want to ask her these questions yeah. and, and we will. And I'm sure she'll give us much more depth than what she puts on the posts as well. Mm. Where the bloody hell? Like, the, literally, we see her at the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Ladies, can I be your friend? Can I borrow your coat? Bish, bash, bosh. Bullshit baffles brains. Off she goes. And then literally the next time we see her, she's in the Midlands. <laughs> she's gone from the Isle of Wight to the Midlands. <laughs> driving a camper van. Singing to herself. Where the bloody hell does the camper van come from? <laughs> and then the camper van just disappears. We like, literally... we literally see her in it for, like, two seconds, and then that's it. There's never a camper van again. Singing along. What was it she was singing along I'm to? I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to... No. That, was, <laughs> that actually sounded quite good in the headphones. <laughs> Sing along to I'm a survivor, driving down the motorway in the Midlands, in a yep. camper van, which is sourced from somewhere. That's just my phone dropping on the floor. It's fine. <laughs> um, and, yeah... She's, she's, yeah. Where, where does she get that from? Who pays for that? Because it, this is another thing which we want to find out more information about. Because in the earlier series, they're given a card with money on. Yes. Which is obviously used to track them and it's part of the yeah. game. But in the later series, it doesn't appear that they're given that and they spend their own money. Mm. Even in the series before this, like um, Dan and Haley went to get money from the, from they, the gym that he owns. Yeah, they got it from stuff. family and friends. Yeah, so it's almost like you're using their own money. Do you get that reimbursed? Yeah. I mean, imagine that I'm right. right. Okay, Sarah, come on in, sit down. Let's have a look, look, look at your expenses then throughout the throughout the uh, the series. Onion rings, fifty p from uh, from from the the shop at the end of the street. That's fine. Um, grapes, prosecco, prosecco that's, strawberries. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Sleeping bag. Yeah, it's all right. Whoa, camper van hire. <laughs> Who signed that off? <laughs> get Jeff on the phone. Where did you get that from? It's, yeah. Genius move there. And also, I have a question. Yeah. In fact, I have all the questions. Correct. Why didn't she keep that for longer? Yeah, because it just disappears. Like, where did you get it from? Where did you leave it? Why did you leave it? Was it planned? Was it a friend's? Too many questions. Yeah, maybe that those questions were answered in the show and then they just disappeared in the edit. Maybe. Because she did talk a lot about getting vehicles from friends, so it probably was one of her mate's yeah, vehicles. maybe. And she drove it along so far, left it with someone else, and then you yeah. know, returned it at another point. I probably understand, actually, if that was the case. I understand why we only saw that once and why she didn't use it more, because all it takes is Smiley Steve in the office and all the data analysts and stuff um, to go on and look into her friend's network and go, oh, well... Um, her friend Richie has a as a camper van. Mm. Let's get that registration plate searched and let's use that on AMPR. And then so all of a sudden they're on the trail. I think the 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 trick with Sarah is 
again, bullshit baffles brains. Yeah. Ghost only go so far. It's literally one roll of the dice, next roll of the dice. Yeah. Move on, move on, move on. Constantly keep. Don't moving. repeat your actions. Yeah. Don't repeat your actions. Off you go mm-hmm. and hide. And do you know what? It's probably is a, a genius move. And also, well done for picking that song because it's it typifies <laughs> typifies her, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Next. Next. So Sarah Sarah's in the Midlands. We then do not see Sarah. Um, Sarah then is at fellow soldier Sally's house. I'm just trying to find that piece of paper. Okay, it's number two. Well, yeah, they're out of order for me. Carry on. I don't need to talk. You can talk. Um, Sarah is at fellow soldier Sally's house. um, And it's at this point that Sarah gives us a bit of background to herself. um, And she talks about her time as a soldier in Iraq um, and talks about times when there could have been an event that would meant that would have meant that she would wouldn't have returned home um and it's at this point that we see emotion and we get an insight into um the mental health of a soldier a police officer who has seen these things lived through these things that for a lot of us is unimaginable um and Sarah sort of gives us a bit of background into why she's doing it. Um, and again, it comes back to her children. Um, and she likens herself to a penguin because mummy penguins go off and they get the food and they um, they get the goods and daddy penguin stays at home and looks after the children. So where did I go after arriving in Portsmouth? Although not shown until episode three, I was actually picked up about half an hour away from the port from my dear friend Sally. Another kind stranger drove me to meet her, and once I did, it was although it was as though we'd only seen each other the day before. I actually hadn't seen her for years since leaving the army, and even though she'd only given birth two weeks prior, she was there for me, no questions asked, and ready to help. I got to meet her beautiful daughter, Lily. We had fish and chips, a glass of red wine, and a well-overdue catch-up. Day one definitely went from being a rather stressful morning to an absolutely amazing evening. Sally, you little legend. No. So again, I don't... I need to now watch this back because I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. I don't know whether we've got things in the wrong order in terms of her being in the camper van and then being no, with Sally. I, I don't know because we've written it as we've seen it. Yeah. So have they shown it in a different order? Because production-wise, that does it does make sense because you know she did completely drop off. The, yeah. Off the grid. But again, I don't know whether it. I don't know whether it. I don't. Know. We we might have written it down in the wrong order. We 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 might have got it. Those details are irrelevant. It doesn't yeah. matter. But yeah. the thing is, again, like she says in that post, we don't see that until episode three. three. Yeah. And in reality, that's half an hour after she got off the boat. Yeah probably about two hours into the two yeah. three hours into the experience yeah, but we don't see it for another two hours mm. so yeah she she definitely disappears gotta take a hat off to her mm. and it's it's quite important i think that they show her going to sally and talking about that yeah. military thing because i think like she said in our audition video 
it is the um, the military side of things that she wants to sort of get back. She wants to find Sarah again. She wants to find that person who has the adrenaline, mm-hmm. that person who has the drive, the motivation to face challenges yep. and, and hit them head on. And actually, a big part in her movements that we see on screen are all down to her military friends. Yep. Um, so we then get help from another friend. Um, we get her help from Dean. I think Sarah calls him Dino um, on the show. Dean is also ex-military and a current police o- policeman. Um, and I believe the first time that we see him is when ground hunters Zoe and Floyd go to visit him and question him. Now, they are trying to question someone who is ex-military and a policeman and knows their tactics. They get nothing from him. But they do put a GPS tracker in the front of his car. And that is an important thing for later on in the episode. So, um, Sarah has arranged to meet up with Dean... Um, I think Dean has got quite a lot of her camping material and obviously he's got food for her. <laughs> More importantly, I think he had Prosecco for I think her. he did. Um, so, Sarah's driving to Norwich to meet Dean and as she's driving, she has the thought of seeing her children. Now, we all know from when we spoke to Harry that seeing family is something that a fugitive ha- fugitive has to do at some point during their time on the run. So um, Sarah going to see her kids isn't surprising, but, you know, it's something that she has to do. Um, so she knows that one of her children will be at football training um, and she goes to where he's football training... Um, to see them. I think it was Norwich. Yeah. Um, She goes there to see them. Um, Office hunters discover this. They discover that the oldest son is training and they begin to send ground hunters to that location. Now, I found an Instagram, interesting Instagram (laughs) post from Sarah about this contacting family. So, bear in mind, Harry was series four. Believe so, yeah. Yes, um, and talking about the the rules then. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions someone posted to Sarah was, "Is there a rule that you have to contact your family?" She put, "Not exactly." Oh, I'm surprised I haven't been asked this question sooner. To be honest, as I know it's often been talked about and questioned online. Being blunt, no, it wasn't a rule that we had to contact our families, but we are given what I like to call challenges, and one of which was to mm. utilize our own networks and see slash meet up with people within that. Now, this could be my mum, dad, sister or brother, etc. Or it could be a colleague, friend or a friend's auntie's next door neighbour, if you get what I mean. As long as there is someone, as long as there is some connection to you and they were happy to help and be filmed, then they could be used as one of your contacts. During my journey, as you will have seen and will later see in future posts, I managed to see a lot of people close to me. And for me, this was a real morale booster being a solo fugitive i wasn't made to see my boys i wasn't made to see as many people as i did but if you play it smart and minimize the risks i.e not use phones and no pre-planning etc then 
then I found for me it was definitely worth doing. Now, I'm not going to go through all of the questions, but yep. somebody um, somebody asks about um, one of one of them. Um, and there's lots of conversation on here. This is why I want to leave it for the full interview. Yep. But I think this is an important point um, to put. Um, someone put, do these contacts in your network have to be on the hunter's radar or could they be totally inconspicuous, not on your social media contacts list, emails list, etc.? Sarah replied, Trev, who helped me during the primeval shenanigans, was completely under the radar. He has no social media, we had no phone history or email, etc., so hopefully that answers your questions. The same could be said for Tom and Julia, who gave me their motorhome, as other than being old neighbours, there was no other connection. So it's not about um, having to see X, Y, and Z. No. It's... And it's not about ha- them having to be fully on your radar, mm-hmm. on the on a social media radar and a tr- easily traceable radar. Yep. You just have to have a loose connection in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And then you, and I'm going to use the word, manipulate it yep. the way you want to manipulate it. It's all about being smart. And again, bullshit baffles, baffles brains. brains. Yes. Uh, let's go back to uh, Dean and the GPS. Okay. So, um, Sarah's been to see her children. Um, Zoe and Floyd are on their way. She needed that, by the way. She did, yeah. Yeah. I think that gave her a boost. Yeah. Seeing them. Because as much as she you know, she said in her VTs that she wanted to be Sarah again. Mm. You know. She's a mum. She's Mama Penguin. Yeah. She, Mama she Penguin. needed that haul. She needed that realisation. And by the way, I want to... Stand up and applaud. I'm not going to stand up and applaud because I'll knock all the equipment over. <laughs> but I will applaud her kid. Can I go, on, can I go and play football now? <laughs> yes, kid. My type of kid. There you go. <laughs> so, um, Zoe and Floyd are on their way. But during that time, Dean moves. His car moves, so the tracker is activated. Um, and they start to follow Dean. And Lisa makes the decision to... I don't think it is Lisa. I'm going to correct. I think it's Raymondo who made the decision. Someone makes a decision. I think it's Raymondo. Lisa or Raymondo makes a decision. It's Raymondo. <laughs> to divert Zoe and Floyd to Dean's car's location. So Lisa, sorry, Sarah has seen her children um, and gets out of there without being caught. Um, she then has arranged a lift through a friend to go and meet Dean. So she's not driving herself anymore. That car that she had has disappeared. Um, She's now having a lift from someone. So Dean drives, parks his car. The hunters see him manoeuvre, obviously on the tracker, manoeuvring his car, and then it stops. Zoe and Floyd get to the car and discover that it's empty. It then cuts to Sarah meeting Dean in some woods. And this is when we discover that Dean is a a very clever man. He's a legend. Dean swapped cars. He left his car with the tracker on, which he knew about. He leaves his car, gets in his mum's car to drive to Sarah. Real shame that he didn't drive it in the shape of a penis, though. (laughs) 
little spoiler alert for what's coming up in the Christmas show. special. Um, so yeah, um, hunters see Dean's car. It's empty. It's locked. Dean swaps cars, um, and he goes to meet Sarah. He gives Sarah the stuff. I believe there's some strawberries. There's some prosecco. Some other food. Um, and her camping equipment. Um, and this is when we get the Lisa saying. This is when we get complete and utter clusterfuck. I'm gonna have to. Can you remember what episode it is? Um, I think it was three. Okay. Yeah, it can't be four because she was barely seen in four. Yeah, it's 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 three. Okay. So yeah, and I think it's quite near the end because it's the last of my notes. So yeah, um, and then obviously after that we lose sarah for a well they lose sarah for a while because as you've just said episode four we barely see sarah Mm. and then we get to arguably sarah's finest hour scarefest now I found some Instagram posts from Sarah about Scarefest and again I'm not going to delve too much into what she puts on Instagram because I want to speak to her about it Um, and we will make that happen Um, day 16 the day of primeval now this particular day and night I'm super excited to write about and it will most definitely have to be written about over a few posts Um, and then she leaves it for a little bit Um, she doesn't write anything um, but I'm going to go through some of them. So, day 16 didn't exactly start in the best way. This was due to it starting for me at 4am. No matter how much I tried to get back to sleep, my mind was in overdrive thinking about the day ahead and my body just physically wouldn't let me lay there. 4am or not, when knowing that day, when knowing that the day was a big deal... I was feeling far too excited, yet far too apprehensive and just needed to get up, drink some coffee and ensure that all my plans were clear and firmly fixed in my head. My military and police vocations definitely came into play as I was sat there thinking of every possible contingency whilst Carlo, Phil and Imogen slept soundly in their beds. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When... They all did eventually surface. There wasn't much time for chit-chat. We had a quick conflab over brekkie and then once again it was time to move. Shortly after setting off, we made a quick vehicle change and then headed straight to Len Wade, which is where the prime evil event would be taking place. There I will be dropped off at a nearby and privately owned lake arranged by Trevor and complete with, with 
caravan where I would lay low until the event and then hopefully return when all the craziness was over. Um, so, yeah. Trevor plays a big part in this bit. Trevor moves her between hideouts. Um, and it's whilst Trevor's moving her that um, we hear Lisa on the radio. Um, obviously, because we've seen it a few times, when um, the fugitive is really, really hidden, um, the hunters make use of local radio to try and... Um, to try and get the public to help them. So they describe what these people look like, um, what they could be doing, and they offer a reward. Um, and Lisa does this that here, um, but I don't think it bothers Sarah because she knows what's to come. She knows that she's about to draw the hunters in. Yes. So she gets to Primeval and she sees her friends and... She sends the hunters a little video asking them to come and find her. She tells them where she's going to be and when and does a little dance at the end. Yeah, and the dance gets a little bit uh, slated, doesn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she lures the hunters in. She posts a video. She's with her friends. Um... Sarah then gets herself into a disguise and dresses herself as a scarecrow. It's genius. It is, yeah. Now, I have a question. In yep. fact, I have all the questions. Correct. How much money did the um, <laughs> did did the owners of Scarefest, yep. the company behind Scarefest, pay Channel 4 to get a prime advertising slot? <laughs> because Ofcom can deny this as much as they want, but that is definitely product placement. Yep. Yeah, that's product placement. Yeah. So, you know, there's a nice little bonus in there for Channel 4, but you have to agree it was fantastic. It was clever. And in contrast to the one in Celebrity Hunter we spoke about a few weeks ago when we were talking about, was it, um, is it Lisa who was singing, who was due at a festival? Yes, yeah. On stage? Where, you know, they were able to... They waited on the outside for her. They went in this time. Yes. They got stuck in and they didn't dick about. No. But there's only two of them. Only two. And over a massive area with everybody in disguise. Mm. Yeah, they get drawn in very quickly. They had no chance. No. Um, So The only chance they would... Sorry. The only chance they would have had is spotting the camera crew. But I'm sure I read on Sarah's Instagram Mm. um, or somewhere along the lines that they were very clever that they didn't get caught by doing that because they all used GoPros. Ooh. And of course, other people are using GoPros because they're capturing yes. the, the moment. So, how do you tell you people can apart? merge in very quickly? Mm. Sorry, carry on. It's all right. Um, so, obviously, we've got Sarah dressed as a scarecrow, and then all of her friends have different masks on, and they are all all of her friends are waiting at the entrance. Sarah is sort of to the side as if she's part of. I think at these things they call them cast. Mm. So, as if she's part of the cast. Um, and I believe it's Carl. Um, goes in and sees them and I think one of her friends screams or does something to let the others know that they're here um, and to sort of draw the hunters in. And he's, they, they start running their friend. Yes, friends start running. Carl goes after them. Yeah, Carl just basically goes after the first one he sees. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Carl. <laughs> Talk about reaction. Sort of like a little kid choosing a toy in a shop. They just choose the first one they see. They get excited. They pick that one. Done. He goes after them. A little bit like you picking a sofa. 
<laughs> no, I just like everyone that I see. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So Carl runs after them. I can't remember who was with him. Really, really sorry. But the other hunter guy, I think it might have been George. Not too sure. Um, he checks the perimeter. Um, and it's at this point that we see that there is another exit that Sarah has gone through. Um, and Sarah has gone through that exit to meet up with Trevor. Now, to start off with, Sarah can't see Trevor because I think Trevor's sat with the lights off on the car so that he's not seen. Um, so Sarah's panicking that she can't see Trevor, that she's going to get caught. And there's some clever editing showing I think his name's George. <laughs> it's either George or Floyd, isn't it? It's, one it's of the not two. Floyd. Not Floyd. Floyd is with Zoe, I think. Okay. I think her name's Zoe. I don't really know. Um, so yeah, so he's he's gone through the exit. He's walking the same path. And it's at this point that he also sees a car. Clever editing. Very, very clever. But then we discover it's not Trevor's car. Sarah finds Trevor and gets away. And gets to her caravan. And um, I've just realised that I've got another Lisa saying. Yes. So. I'm all for Lisa Thika saying. Can we do an episode? Yeah. Just on Lisa. On, on Lisa. We can do, yeah. Can we just do, you know, maybe one of the episodes in the next year or just on, on Lisa? Yeah, we can do a just Lisa th- say. Oh, because bring... we're probably going to get more sayings from her. Oh my God, yes. We better. <laughs> I want to know who her scriptwriter is. So, I've got two. So these are from after Sarah's tricked them. Saying number one, if I was her, I'd be laughing my knickers off. And uh, the second one, talking about themselves, looked like tits. (laughs) And they did, because this is another one from Sarah's uh, Instagram. Just before leaving Carlo's house, I decided to write a little note for him to pass on to the hunters should they ever turn up there to interrogate him. And although these pictures aren't exactly from day 16, they capture exactly what I'd hoped for and envisage in my head when writing it that morning. It read, Hunters, shame you couldn't make it last night. You missed one hell of a party, Kibbs. It's just a shame that it took the hunters another 72 hours or so before even considering Carlo as a person of interest. And by that time, I was long gone out of East Anglia. I wasn't just one step ahead. I was three. (laughs) And there's there's a picture on uh, Instagram of the hunters um, (laughs) with the note in the hand looking very, very, very annoyed handwritten note in uh, red pen on a bit of uh, a4 paper word for word what she says it is brilliant and there's even a shot of them of the camera crew uh, with them as well as they read uh, the note it is brilliant <laughs> go do go and uh, check out um sarah's uh, sarah's instagram for more of this content there's lots of scarefest stuff on there um, i'm going to sc- skip all the way past it um i'm just going to answer uh, the question about um, the camera crew, by the way, um, just for, for clarification. So I didn't did know where I've seen this. It was on Sarah's Instagram. Um, and it was this. Say hello to Imogen, my scarecrow hillybilly doppelganger, just a slightly taller version. It's honestly so nice for me to finally reveal how the camera crew did not, did not give me away on the night 
as I know that was a big topic of discussion when being aired. Of course, they just assumed that I had rather... I had a rather obvious person standing next to me holding a great big camera and therefore it must have all been fake but they couldn't have been more wrong what I really do sometimes is so risky would I really do something so risky plan it so meticulously and yet not consider something so crucial of course not you will see on the second picture that in front of the Imogen's dungarees there is an extremely small hole in the chest pocket this is where her gopro was covertly placed and which she used to film me after dis uh, discarding her usual much larger one on top of this a further pd producer director for those not in the know had joined us for the evening and was filming whilst holding whilst hiding in a bush opposite and harry was also discreetly filming from a height and a short distance away so is anyone still believing that the camera crew uh, dropped the drop feed the hunters info on their fugitives whereabouts i'm hoping this post really does highlight just how much team fugitives they really are and you can see by it you know that she's got the little gopro in the pocket and from a distance it will literally just look like a button pinhole so hopefully that answers some of your guys questions as well a little bit more behind the curtain and the clue is at the very start of every single hunted series the fugitives are followed by a covert camera crew. The clue mm -hmm. is in the name. It is. Moving on. Okay, so after Scarefest, we don't really get anything until Sarah accesses information about the extraction point. And at that point, she is in Glossop, which I believe is Peaks Way? Yes. Up that way. I think we've drove back through it on the way back from Manchester before. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she's in Glossop at a campsite. She goes on the internet to get the extraction point, And at that point, the hunters know her exact location. And I think other than Scarefest, this is the only time really that they've known her exact location. Because as part of the show, it's given to them. Yeah. Yeah. They're given it. Um, so she is with Chris and Jeanette, um, who give her a lift in their camper van the camper van um they drive her back to their home in york um now i believe it's jordan and someone else maybe becky is it um it's jordan and someone they go to the campsite speak to the man the man says um oh she got into a camper van and a i'm guessing at some point they get the registration number they find out who it belongs to because they put all of chris and Jeanette's vehicles on ampr Automatic number plate recognition. Well done. Just said that while she took a breath. Carry on. <laughs> um, so Chris tries to um, lose any hunters or confuse them by using his wife's car. But his wife's car is on tracking. Um, and they catch him taking Sarah to Newcastle. Mm. Um and I believe they then catch her on CCTV at a petrol station or a services or something getting into a taxi. Yes. Jeff. Jeff, the taxi driver. I'm going to see if I can find more information about Jeff, okay. the taxi driver. Um, so obviously because it's a taxi, they get the name of the taxi company. They get the registration number. They're able to find that it is Jeff. Um, Jeff drives her to the Scottish border um to a holiday park there but their journey's tracked 
because um, they've got his registration number, and I think also because it's a newer car, it has telematics on it, mm-hmm. which means that um, along the journey, your your location is is pinpointed on a map at certain points, and it's only in newer cars that this happens. Um, but yeah, they find Jeff. Jeff appreciation post, anybody? Yes, please. First and foremost, let's have a li- li- listen to this. Near to the golf course, so I think Sarah Kill has been dropped off. We've got his phone number. I think we should put a call into him. I know you're a busy man and you've got other affairs to do, but I'm really keen to just have a chat with you, man to man, as it were. Um, hopefully we can build bridges between north and south here. So, <laughs> Jeff, we know that your motor picked up Sarah at the petrol station. And I know that you've gone down towards the golf club, which are just by the beach huts, yeah? If you believe that, then please believe that. I'm aware of the new Castleton on the Scottish borders. Category guaranteed us. I'm trying to encourage you here as a bit of a favour because that fare actually could have a little tip with it, which is in the form of £250. Money doesn't talk. It could be a £1,000. I could go out and see, yes, I was there, but I wasn't there. I think what we can safely say, Chief, is we have not breached the north-south divide. We've not breached the north-south south divide. Nope. Money doesn't talk. I think that frustrating moment may well have led to her little uh, jibe at him later on, which, of course, is the infamous get off the fence and pick one. So many in your ass. Appreciation post. By the way, we have followed Jeff the Taxi Man on uh, Instagram. It's Jeff underscore the underscore taxi underscore man underscore. If you want to go and uh, follow... Jeff and give him a little thing and we will hopefully touch would reach out to Jeff because we uh, one thing I would love to do on this podcast is reunite oh. some of the um fugitives yeah. with their um, helpers with their helpers yeah the that'd way. be nice now I'm going to struggle to read this because I really struggle to read block text so um like on a white phone when it's clustered together yeah. that's why I stumble sometimes okay. just for those listening I'm thinking is he alright um Appreciation post. I think we can all appreciate this man, Jeff the Taxi Man. If you've watched all the series of Hunted, you will know that the previous taxi drivers have given their fugitives up by contacting Hunted HQ. But not this man, not Jeff. He had no idea when taking that job that day that he'd be picking up a fugitive on the run. But when meeting him and explaining my circumstances, he simply replied, Can I do the accent? Yes, you may do the accent. I don't mind one little bit, pet. Sorry. During our journey together, I tried to remain upbeat and positive, but I'll be honest and say that I was feeling so mentally drained at how the events had unfolded that day. Let's not forget at this point, by the way, that, you know, she'd been... She'd had the location revealed to her, so it's that first, that final indication to you that, oh, actually, shit, I'm in touching distance of this now. But also, at the same time, the pendulum swinging the other way of... I've done so well to get this far without them on my tail. Mm-hmm. Now they are on my tail and I don't know how far yeah. close they are. They could have literally been in the next village. They could have been in the same town or they could be miles away. Yeah. B- but now I need to move. Mm. So that triggers into your mind as well. I've also lost where I was. Um, however, Jeff being the quick-witted, warm-hearted Geordie that he was, he made my journey a lot more enjoyable and even managed to crack a few smiles together with a beer that I had after purchasing it from the campsite. After saying our goodbyes, I didn't realise then just how amazing this man... Uh, but it was made clear to me and to the nation during that final episode. I was overcome with emotion at the full extent of Jeff's uh, allegiance to me. And it's with so much love, respect and appreciation for this man that I couldn't help but jump for joy and punch the air while screaming, F you hunters, 
money doesn't talk jeff you are quite simply one amazing individual and i am so unbelievably thankful that i met you and your taxi uh, that collected me that day thank you thank you thank you and jeff the taxi man posted underneath in the comments um, a little reply to sarah saying you were more than welcome in my car kibs so glad you won well done and she just put in reply to him jeff the taxi man lots of love hearts jeff Ooh. the taxi man we've got to try and reunite with jeff kibs, is a legend we? i do wonder this is one thing that i want to ask um sarah and any other future fugitives that we have on the show mm. you know do they go and reunite with them yeah. afterwards do they because obviously they they stay in contact because how many people called jeff in the world are they that drive a taxi you know, <laughs> how many people on instagram are going to be called jeff the taxi man you know yeah. so obviously the production team will get their details mm. and, and sign the consent and the waiver for them to be on telly and things like that so they must then utilize that to yeah. get back in contact with them same with jan and ian for for you oh. and, and things like that we've seen it a, a number of times on on social media but we've definitely got to do a reunited yes. sort of style uh thing so jeff the taxi man has helped her out she's mm-hmm. got to where she needs to be but they have picked up on her location although he's obviously tried to give them uh, the switch and then from then on in the pressure is really ramped up is, on yeah. her and you know it's the kindness of strangers which sets in very much more. so um so obviously sarah needs to get to um the extraction location um and she comes across uh stewart and karen i believe stewart's cleaning his car or something and she asks to use his toilet um she they let him use they let her use his t- the toilet um and then she asks sort of how far away she is um and they tell her that she's still got quite a way to go um and i believe she just asks for a lift sort of halfway or some of the way um and that is when karen steps in yes karen and karen steps in and says he'll drive you all the way to which Stuart replies well, I'd drive you all the way. Yeah, I very much got the impression, and I do apologise if I'm wrong, that uh, Ka- Stuart, Stu- is it Stuart? Stuart. Stuart does what Karen says. Yes, <laughs> Karen is the boss. <laughs> so Karen says, he'll drive you all the way. Stuart says, well, I'll drive you all the way. And off they go. What does he say? I'll drive you all the way. <laughs> He's, I can't do Scottish, so you're just going to get a man voice. Was he Scottish? they're in scotland okay all right fair enough doesn't necessarily mean he was scottish no so anyway but, carry on. but you're just getting i drove you all the way um so Stuart and sarah go obviously karen joins in because she didn't want to miss out on the fun um and they drive her to as close to the extraction point as possible because to get to the extraction point they need to go on a boat genius move this by the producers and i've got to take my hat off because it makes it that one step harder yeah with it, it, this series for me in terms of stepping it up for the challenge mm. right up there by the way because yeah. they're on the Isle of Wight they yeah. are trapped on an island with bad weather with horrendous weather and you know they're, they're frightened they're scared yeah and we see it so close I imagine they'd have probably had to reshoot it if they did capture them all yeah because that would although it would have made great telly <laughs> um, they nearly captured basically six fugitives in one go because there was only three ways of getting off that island brilliant bit of play can't wait the the problem they've done there though is they've raised the bar so they've got yeah. to then step it up again yeah but the same for the extraction rather than it just being on top of a shopping center which obviously can't be done and that's why you know even though they got a clean sweep they didn't really get a clean sweep no. did they um 
it's not you know just a, a random boat somewhere it's a two-stage yeah. extraction yeah. and that is brilliant and as well because of the time of year it is you have people not running boats because they've stopped for the season mm. so um they drive sarah as close to the extraction point as possible um sarah then goes into a farm shop and i believe she asks possibly for help for somewhere to stay or how to get over to where they need to be um and i didn't get the lady who owns the farm shop's name i'll do some digging for you see if i can okay, find thank it you. um but the lady who owns the farm shop lets sarah sleep on the floor in the shop um and the owner gets sarah a speedboat to get her from the mainland to the island for extraction um so we see a in this small chunk of time we see a big amount of um the kindness of strangers helping sarah get to where she needs to get to be um and i think sarah has a bit Ish of a spell okay oh yes you found it yeah okay i'm not going to claim it carry on okay that's the name. that yeah so that's her name um she gets sarah a speedboat she gives sarah somewhere to stay um and sarah gets over to the island i mean i've already put lots of clips into this show haven't i already so i'm gonna put one more would you be willing to help a desperate single fugitive yeah would you yeah yes what is your name thank you so much there you go okay um so that speedboat gets sarah over to the island um sarah gets over she has to find a rusty iron barn and a helicopter near it um and i believe there's a bit where sarah has a bit of a worry about not being able to find it um not getting there in time but as we see and as we all know sarah gets to the helicopter she sure does and she extracts and then of course Nathan's there as well. Yeah. He gets and on. who's running three weeks behind? Jordan's there as well. It's all good fun. It's all good banter <laughs> in the end. And it is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Now, there's lots of posts on Sarah's um, Instagram about um, her extraction and uh, what happened as well. Um, but there is a big question, which we've always wanted to know. Where did the helicopter actually take them? Yeah. So, where did the helicopter actually take Nathan and I to? Nowhere, really. Just on a quick tour of Loch Lomond before dropping us off at the exact place we got on. However, that short ride was nothing short of magical. I've been on multiple helicopters in the past, but not one with as as amazing views as we had that afternoon, and not one whilst travelling in the complete state of euphoria that I was. It had been a long journey, over a year and a half from my initial application, and it was now officially over. I applied with the incentive of trying to win an unbelievable amount of money for me and my family, but I was leaving with much, much more than that. The prize fund came second best to the feelings I encountered, the confidence it gave me, the self-belief, the feelings of pride, success and achievement together with pure joy and elation. That was slash is priceless. When landing back at the lock, we were then able to meet a few of the hunters. Shaz and Jordan before calling in into the hunted HQ and speaking with the chief and Raymondo. Was there any any animosity between us? Of course not. They were the most loveliest of people. And other than that bit of bants, we all had the utmost respect for one another. It's just a game after all. A great big crazy game of hide and seek. 
and that's a game which is enjoyed and played by friends and that is the place i think we should probably leave this episode yeah. other than to talk about her journey as a whole she sums it up beautifully in that post because the whole reason we watch this tv show as a nation i think is it takes us back to our childhood yeah it takes us back to finding a cupboard to hide in or if you're chris ramsey trying to when you're an adult buying a house and finding a <laughs> void space Listen back to some of the episodes, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, it takes us back to that feeling of, can you really stay hidden? Yeah. The raw emotions, which actually playing hide and seek does for you. Because mm-hmm. 30 seconds, excuse me, feels like 30 minutes. Yeah. The annoyance of not being able to find someone. Yeah. When you think you're on the tail. Yeah. But also, combining that with a TV show. Hiding from the powers of the state, which of mm-hmm. course the series originally was. It's changed so much over the landscape since episode one of series one to episode six of series six. Yeah. Since what it was wasn't about the money. It was mm-hmm. about the pride of basically playing hide and seek against the power of the state. Yeah. To that elation of changing not just your life, but perceptions. Mm-hmm. We've not spoken about them other than mentioning the names in passing in this episode because we'll do one in future about... Nathan and Jane. Yeah. Their superb journey, their superb moment of making us cry and yep. making us understand a different world and how it feels. There's actually a beautiful moment in this episode where they dip the sound from the microphone when the chopper's coming down. They take it down and they make it feel like it's feeling for Nathan. Yes, it? Nathan. Um, Apologies, I was getting them too wrong. <laughs> um, and it's just that brief moment of shit this is what it must be like on a day-to-day basis so they have the elation between themselves of winning it and it's it really is a beautiful moment of tv and what we said at the start of the show about what attracted us to sarah's journey was she was just like one of us yeah she She, was she had this previous life this adventure where she'd you know served her country and you take her hats off yep. to her for that it is remembrance Sunday as we record it this is, and put yes. this, this out and you know we do remember those that have given everything um for this country and for us to be able to live the lives that we live now the things that they will have seen over there and and, and all the stuff that they've done just doesn't comprehend she left that then to have a family and to, to change her yep. life and that adventure never really goes away and she was keen to do it. She was keen to kick on and keen to really show that she still had the fight within her. We all have personal struggles on a day-to-day of are we actually capable of doing something which we've done previously? Are we actually capable of doing that again and replicating those feelings? And Sarah Kibble really is that person who says, yes, yes, she she can. She is. Um, She shows that you can be a mum, but also still be yourself. Um, you know, she's mum a penguin, but she's also Sarah kicking ass, hiding from hunters and winning, um, and proving that you never forget what you've what you know. You can still do what you've done in the past, um, but then you can still, you know, be that new version of you, looking after your family. Mm. And she she really does show that you know you can keep going and you can still do stuff don't think that you can't because you're older or you've not done it for a while you can still do it i can't remember what the exact quote is but there's a film called tag which is all about um 
a group of friends who um, go into their separate lives after school and every year at one part of the year they meet up and play a huge game of tags and there's this beautiful quote in the film which just says everything uh, about it and it's something about you don't stop playing because you grow old you grow old because you stop playing and that's exactly what sarah's journey yeah reminded me of here on the on hunted yeah well done sarah well done sarah we can't wait to um chat with you further and have more conversations with you we'll let you guys who are listening behind the curtain a little bit we contacted sarah a long time ago when we first started doing this podcast we did um, and we've been in constant conversation with her since we've exchanged lots of voice messages lots of messages it just hasn't fallen into place in terms of being able to get her on the show things have happened you have to remember that you know she's got two young kids she's got a a job as well it's very busy as well we've got normal jobs this isn't our full-time role we don't make a penny from doing this Mm -mm. podcast and we don't want to either it's just about us having fun as a couple and and enjoying what we do and enjoying a show and sharing it with you guys as well because there was nothing out there and like we said before we wanted to get there before before ed gamble started the podcast you know with him now being on celebrity version not too long before he's trying to do another podcast exactly come on this one ed just do that we'll do that can we check to us instead middle ground yeah middle ground um so yeah we will make it happen at some point there are obviously other people that we've mentioned along the the line the the way as well that again same thing we will make happen um we are going to take a break from doing this um podcast for a while we are um we wanted to get to 10 episodes uh, and put in some fugitive reviews. Yep. Uh, you've got your notebook in front of you. I have. I'd like you now to go back. Apologies, by the way, that this podcast is a little bit longer than what it <laughs> usually is. Um, I'd like you to go back to the page where we've got every fugitive written down uh, from all the six series and all the celebrity series. We wrote a list of what we wanted to do um, in this series. We initially set out for it to be six episodes long. I don't think we've done any of the episodes that we've put on there, have we? We have. Oh, have we? We have, actually. We've done two of them. Okay. What have we done? So we've done Harry and we've done Steve. Okay. Other than that, the one one of the ones that we've written down is one that obviously we're still trying to organise. Yeah. Um, another one, we did message, but they haven't answered us. <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens a lot. But we know that you're using your Instagram. <laughs> I obviously knew that would happen at the start. And those who will have maybe done a deep a bit of a dive into me, I don't think we've ever said our surnames on this. I'm still not no, going to do it, but you can no. still, you'd still be able to figure out who we probably were. I have worked a lot of time in journalism and broadcasting. I've done other podcasts where I've interviewed ex-footballers and things like that. And they don't reply either. It's just part <laughs> of life. Not everybody you message is going to reply. Whereas um, uh, my job, people answer too quickly. Yeah. Maybe because they want something. Anyway, um, it's not about being interviewed either. Um, no. I think when we sort of set out to this, we set out to just do an interview-based series. And we, yeah. we wanted to get something out there because I think our... Th- first thought when we did episode one if you listen back was if we don't sit down and record this we're never going to do it yeah 
Yeah. So we sort of did things on the fly, did things week by week mm-hmm. to start off with initially, and things clicked into place well with the two interviews that we did. They were very consecutive, um, and we were able to do that. And then sort of life got in the way the last four weeks or so. So over the last four weeks, we should have put out four episodes, but we've put out two. We took yeah. a bit of a, a, a break because we, we had to. Um, we are now going to take another break and yeah. have a bit of break because over the course of doing this we've come up with new ideas which we've scribbled down in this notebook yeah. um which we're happy to share with you a, a little bit and we you know we want to we've made no secret of it on the show we want to dive more into that originality of the show we want to do a whole mini series on the power of the state the battle of the power of the state staying safe on the internet how easy it is for people to hunt you down and, and trace you and things like that we want to talk about the psychology of it as well and do some interviews with uh, a psychologist and talk about how people will feel on the run we want to do things with where we're looking at um, other bits and bobs of it with how actually realistic the process of finding somebody is we want to talk about maybe with an ex-private detective or a current private detective about following that process Mm -hmm. of hunting somebody down and just sort of do the comparisons but it takes time to get people to consent to do it, to sit down and record it, to also get those things right. So we're going to take a break from that. We're going to work on that over the next uh, couple of months or so. We are. But in between us putting those episodes out and recording them, we are going to do our reactions to Celebrity Hunted, the and next possibly series. possibly Actual Hunted. And possibly Actual Hunted as well. And hopefully, who knows, we might throw a few more of those interviews in the bag. Yeah as well for you basically we've got an idea of what we want to do next (laughs) we definitely know what we are going to do next in terms of celebrity hunter yeah and then what happens after that will happen one thing we are going to do though is we are definitely going to continue doing this podcast we are we are just going to take we're not going to do it consecutively we're just going to take a few breaks in between but we need you guys to help us out we do doing that we need we've gathered a, a really good small organic following of people that have listened to the show and we know yep. from the stats that people have gone back and listened to old episodes please do that please share it with your friends please get your friends to follow us on all the social media pages and please do get in touch with some messages and um um and talk about um your experiences send us show suggestions as well yes. um like people did with sarah you thought i'd forgot about these but I hadn't. <laughs> uh, we have had some uh, emails in um from you from you guys as well um and we had a, an interesting one from a lady called jane yes we did uh, who said hello craig and nat not sure if you saw this but the first part of hunted did cause a stir here on the island really enjoying your discussions regarding the series Really appreciate your comment. Uh, we had a um, a lovely article sent to us um, about about it, and it was about the legalities of it because it was about people hiding in the back of vans. And actually, rather than we've purposely left it out of this podcast today because it actually gives us content for a future podcast. It does, yeah. Talking about the rules, and you never know, there might be other things which pop up as well, yeah. so we appreciate that. Uh, we had a message um, from a, a guy called Matt as well. Uh, my favourite ever hunted contestant comes from Series 6. I speak of the wonderful winner, Sarah Kibble. Not content with serving our great nation in the military, she now serves in the police. A young mother who would have known her police career would have made her a bigger target uh, still decided to take on the hunted using 
using the uh, take on the hunters using her cunning skills and beguiling the public she was able to emerge victorious such a brave big heart means she overcame her fears and eventually and even managed to arrange to see her family a pitfall that usually traps most contestants but not her add to this her wonderful personality sense of humor and stunning good looks she is the ultimate champion my champion thanks very much uh, for that matt really appreciate your message you've had so many other questions and stuff as well which we hope we've covered on the show and we hope that sarah covers on her instagram again we've not used some of them because we'll put them to sarah when we eventually do yes, uh, speak to her, her but if you do want to follow us on social media and suggest episodes discussion points whatever it is you want to suggest this is how you do it uh twitter and instagram we are at hunted pod or you can email us huntedpod at outlook.com and please make sure you like rate and subscribe to the haunted podcast we'll put new content out soon it will either be us discussing celebrity hunted if it comes out before christmas yep. or it'll be a christmas special talking christmas. all about the heist Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for sharing the journey with us over the last 10 episodes. Please do keep sharing them and keep growing that hunted community that we Mm -hmm. know is out there. For now, all that's left to say is... You must have so many splinters in your arse. Get off the fence and pick one. (laughs) Any more you want to throw in? You're my favourite. You're fastly becoming my favourite. You're fastly becoming my favourite. Complete another clusterfuck. Um, what was the one about the knickers if I was her I'd be laughing my knickers off she's made tits of us tits of us there's another one and I can't think of it oh soft shite yeah you're, you're soft as shite that's soft what you are soft as shite yes we'll be back with more excellent <laughs> Lisa Fika quotes we'll keep Fika Thursday going on our social media so make sure you follow us for all of that we'll keep the Hunter conversation going until next time on the podcast I've been Craig. I've been Nat. This is the Hunter Podcast. Your time on the pod is over. You have been hunted. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Hunters. Been bored waiting for you. So I'm here at Primeval. Fancy playing a game? Come get me if you dare. Or if not, you'll see me in your nightmares. Sure, what that move was. What is primeval then? What is it? It's an immersive zombie experience. Gates open at six, the park closes at 11. ETA is 1956. If you were her, what would you do? I'd be getting the fuck out of there as quickly as possible. Or is she going to be so brazen that she's right under our noses in some sort of Halloween costume? This is reckless behaviour as far as I'm concerned. She has goaded us for no purpose other than to scratch her own ego. You know what, I expect she's growing a third arm so she can pat herself on the back a little bit more. Ray, let's break her third fucking arm. She has effectively been a ghost, yeah? She'll probably dress up as one tonight and I won't, and she'll just kind of take the piss. But ultimately, this is our best opportunity to get Sarah Kibble. Do not let it pass. When the hunters arrive, Sarah plans to hide in plain sight. She has carefully chosen her battleground. In my mind, I just think it's going to be like a needle in the haystack for them. I could be well wrong, and it could be like the biggest mistake I've made. Cold right. I'm going to um, take a walk into the park. Just see if I can see her. I'm seriously nervous right now, and I don't normally get like that, and that's the trouble, because she literally would be on top of us right now. If I get a grip, we need to get hold of it. Never mind your anxiety levels. Patience is key on this one, Raymond. Come to me!
running towards Brock. Group running through the park. Watch for any split-off, please. This could be a ruse. She could be going the other way. Watch for a split-off. Why was there any one of them? They always come in twos. Ray, there's a group of them, probably six. Legged into a busy area. Um, I can't follow all six. Direction is to have one go into the park while one stays at the exit. Yes, yes, coming down now. That's very soon. I'm going to look at the perimeters now. Hey, uh, Roger, understood. Can you just satisfy yourself that there are no other exits? Yeah, Roger. Yeah, I found an exit that's open. I think she's got out here. I can't see. This is the golf car park. Trevor's not here. So I've got no lift out of it. And this is what I was worried about. Where is he? Where on earth would Trevor be? What the fuck? Mel, update, update. Possibly. Get away car. Engine running. Lights off. There's a car there. Is that him? I've worried that you left. Come on, let's go. Oh, there's a black window in the back, it is, isn't it? Oh, my God. That felt close. Yeah, I thought you were never going to come. Crap. Area searched, uh, no trace at the moment. Neither in the haystack comes to mind. It's, it's pretty hopeless, mate. She's planned well, and she's escaped into thin air. If I was her, I'd be laughing my knickers off. We've been called into a trap, yeah. We've, we've been played. She's hunting us. It's actually embarrassing that the first sighting of her that we have is one that she's willingly put out herself. We look like tits. We're going to find a way of taking Sarah Kibble out of this game because she is now getting right up our noses. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 